are the Evil Squid Comics Podcast, Episode 1, Season 4. Nice background. Thanks. I am Drew. I'm John. I'm Scott. Alright, and we get together about every couple weeks, and we do a podcast about comic books and TV shows and movies. Um, we live stream it. We live stream it on Facebook, 8 o'clock Central Time. So if you want to tune in to the live stream, you should do that. Um, you can add comments as we stream and ask questions, whatever whatever works. Looks like Don. Oh, there. We're all doing it remote today, so the sound's probably a little bit off, but I think we got an okay setup going. Say something, Don. I'm here. Say something, Hello. Scott. I guess Scott's not going to say anything. All right, so uh, anyway. I didn't hear you yet there, because all I heard was Don. That's uh, fair. Hi. Cool. So anyway, uh, what what are we, we're going to get started. What did we watch this week? Cobra Kai, season four. Oh, yeah, I finished that. That was good. Yeah, I fin- we finished it. I did feel at at one point that maybe it was kind of jumping the shark a little bit. Like, I thought it would have been cool if they had just made this the last season and just kind of wrapped everything up. But it sounds like they want to do, like, at least two more seasons. Wow, two more? Yeah, I was hoping for only one more. Yeah, I really felt like they could have wrapped it up this season, but... Why, why, Why wrap it up? Why not keep it going? Well, I feel like they're kind of spinning the wheels. Like, I mean, how much more? I mean, I just feel like all the characters could have come to a decent, like, close closure, closing point, you know, ending point. But instead, they decide, hey, let's just keep it going or whatever. Well, they could decide to keep going, you know, type things for Don's point. But I think sooner or later, they've got to start getting to a point where they are wrapping up these particular teenagers' stories. You know, how many times can you have... Miguel and Robbie fight each other, or Tori and uh, what's her name, you know, fight each other, you know, type things. It yeah. just uh, gets a little repetitive, I suppose. And how many times can they steal the Cobra Kai dojo from another sensei? Yes, exactly. I was thinking that was almost like something that they were like trying to do, like uh, the Harry Potter movies, you know, how they would always have a new uh, dark arts A new arts dark arts you know, teacher, a new uh, Cobra Kai semester, sensei. You know, this is like a Who's the new sensei for Cobra Kai each each season? <laughs> well, yeah, I felt like a lot of things kind of came together. Like uh, Johnny and uh, Daniel kind of, they finally kind of buried the hatchet and worked together at the very end, you know. And Johnny realized he was a jerk to Miguel and kind of realized he didn't want to be like that. And then his son kind of, Robbie came around. I mean, it just seemed like there were a lot of good, and Tori kind of, kind of followed her heart a little bit and did the right thing. You know what I mean? I just felt like everybody was kind of hitting like a growth point. You know what I mean? Yeah. But didn't you feel that way a little bit towards the end of last season, at least with Johnny and, uh, uh, you know, in the, in the joining of the dojos? And yeah, I did. And I thought, hey, this is this whole season before they go, oh, and finally, you know, 
beat over the head, and I figure out that it's okay to do some offense once in a while or whatever else, you know? Yeah, I thought in the last season they kind of came together, and then they could kind of come together and win and kind of show that they were stronger together. But rather than have that be, like, the culmination, they decided to, hey, let's let's drag it out for a couple more seasons. So, I guess. All right. I mean, I mean it was I good. Did, like, it, some of the... I did like some of the like little montages though in there, you know, like when uh, uh, Johnny was teaching uh, <laughs> teaching him, you know, his style, you know, and things. I thought it was pretty damn funny. Yeah, it was it was a great season. I really enjoyed it. I thought it had a lot of great humor. Did Did anybody else find the part where they're like in his apartment with uh, Daniel and he like pulls out like that ham and's like, "Want some ham?" I <laughs> think that was hilarious. <laughs> Yeah, probably so. But just about anything Johnny does is pretty funny. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Not, well, it's it. He was cooking. He's like not manly enough, and he just dumps a bunch of whatever. <laughs> in that. Yeah. Man with beef jerky. That's what it was. Like a pack of beef jerky or something. Yep. I don't. He's. Did you guys get? Did you guys get like Star Wars vibes? Like, the dark side, like, I don't know, just kind of the way it was shot, the way they would show people, like, everybody kind of had, like, their their Darth Vader moment, like, like the, uh, what's his name, the sensei, uh, Kreese, like, he kind of had a, a Darth Vader moment where he was, like, with, with Tori, where he was, you know, he had the flashbacks, and then he was kind of, like, yeah, go do whatever you want. Do what you feel is right. Like, it almost, it almost, like, they'd zoom in on him, and it, all, it was almost like Darth Vader was the Emperor. And then... It's almost like he had a conscience. <gasps> right. You know, and then, and then uh, Robbie, with the, with the little kid that he took under his wing when he was in the locker room, and he beat the shit out of LaRusso. Yeah. And he... They like come into his face, and he's almost like he's no. He like he realized that he was on like dark side. You know what I mean? Like I don't know. It just felt very. This felt very Star Warsy. I didn't get the Star Wars. Maybe you said Star Wars on the brain. I mean, Star Wars isn't the only Maybe. thing with a dark side or a, you know. Maybe you've been watching too much Book of Boba Fett. Could be. Well, that's probably not the case because I've only watched the first two, and we what? just finished that one last this last night or tonight. Like Man. thirty minutes ago, we watched. The, anyway, we just watched the third one. What about the third one? That's a good segue, Don. Book of Boba Fett. How's that? How's that? How's everybody liking that? The first is all right. Is it? Is it me or is the guy that plays Boba Fett a terrible actor? He's not very good. Okay, but they work around it pretty well. I thought. They do, but that second episode, there was parts where I was just, like, cringing. I'm like, ugh. But it... I feel, like, ba- is, I feel like bad acting is just part of Star Wars. Well, yeah, that, that's true. I mean, if it's not, it doesn't have bad acting, it doesn't really feel like Star Wars to me. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's pretty interesting. Like the, I like the Tusken Raider aspect of it. Yeah, they're really fleshing those guys out. I know, right? <laughs> I guess. Yeah, that's what I wondered. Does Favreau have a thing for Tusken Raiders or something? You know, if it, even in the Mandalorian, what, season one, you know, 
Mando meets the Tusken Raiders, you know, and talks in their language or whatever else, you know, type things. And, well, I think he's and, got a thing for Tatooine. And, and now he's, like, really diving deep here in both Book of Boba Fett. I think he's got a thing for Tatooine, would be my guess. Well, that may be true, too. He does seem to keep going back to that damn planet. And he is kind of exploring the darker sides, and he really has weaved the, the Tusken Raiders into, like, the crime syndicates and stuff, and... I know, it's interesting. I really like it. I think it's good. But, I mean, I can see why someone might not like it, but I don't know, I'm really enjoying it. It's not quite as good as Mandalorian Season 2. Yeah, I definitely would agree with that. And I wondered if that's part of the people's problem, you know, is they set the bar so high after Season yeah. 2 there that it's a little bit hard to follow that. But I still think it's good. I think Episode 1, I think my biggest problem was, was that it's... Yeah, well, it's a series, so how do you you figure some of this out, you know, with the pacing and things and how it's going to all come together, but, you know, it, with, you were kind of led to believe from the trailers and things like that, that it was going to be about Boba Fett, you know, kind of taking over, you know, this portion of Jabba's, you know, uh, what would you say, uh, syndicate or whatever, and, and you know, what basically the first two episodes were were a whole lot of flashbacks after he got out of the pit now did was that really needed i don't know maybe it's going to go somewhere you know for maybe a bitter bit of a fleshing out for why he wants to take over java's you know organization but uh you know early on you know i think it was the case of for me anyway expectations versus what i got you know going man do i really give two craps what the hell he's been doing around on a damn slant sand planet for the last chunk of years i don't care get back to the point of what the hell he's trying to do in the organization oh i, I think... have my faith in favreau you know and stuff and i'm assuming that this is coming back around especially after watching episode three tonight not spoiler type stuff but there's there's something that happens in it which maybe gives him a little bit more of a reason for his motivations but you know overall it, it, you know i felt like especially the first episode while it was only 30 minutes you know it was kind of short and it was just way too much flashback for me the second one i thought was a little bit better but it was also a bit longer so it could kind of almost tell a bit more of a story in general and uh and then episode three spends more time you know in, in the so-called present and uh i i enjoyed it even though back to your case of bad acting maybe Rodriguez, while he can, Robert Rodriguez, I think, can direct some good action type stuff, but man, he cannot do a chase scene. Jesus <laughs> Christ. That, yeah, that's that pretty bad. That chase scene in the third episode is kind of, it's well, just corny. Well, those so, bikes are kind of cheesy too, aren't they? What's that? The bikes were kind of cheesy too, I thought. Oh, I didn't think so too, yeah. And then even during the chase scene, it seemed like the backgrounds and the special effects were kind of wonky as well, like maybe. I would totally agree. It's like they decided not to spend the money on special effects for that chase scene. Yeah, it so was, it was I, questionable. I, I don't know what the motivation was there, if he was going for something humorous or what, but it was just kind of like, ugh, this is awful. <laughs> yeah, chasing was not good. It just felt off. I, I did enjoy the but rank. I, I did enjoy the Rancor lore that they were expanding on, though. That was fun. That was pretty good. I actually like the little train, uh, you know, uh, scene or whatever you want to say there in the desert. I thought that was pretty well done. Oh, yeah, that was really well done, yeah. Uh, 
Yeah. And while a lot of people thought some things were slow, I kind of liked the whole lizard up the nose, found some stick and make it his new weapon, you know, type of thing. Uh, I thought that was kind of humorous. That was cool. I thought the little dance they were doing with the stick around the fire was a little weird, but you know. I would agree with that. Yes. So, but at least he's at least he's like taking some chances, doing some things, seeing what works. I don't know. It feels a little exciting. I would agree because I think some of the stuff that I've liked, I've read other people have been like, "What the hell was that?" or didn't like, and then vice versa, you know, type of things. And I'm thinking, why the hell would you like that? I guess it's okay, but you know. So yeah, I agree with you. I think it's, he's throwing some things and seeing what sticks a little more than the others. Yeah, definitely. All right, keep talking. I'll be right back. Let me grab a drink. When did um, <clears throat> when did Eternals drop on Disney? Um, what is today? It Wednesday. dropped today. Today? Okay. Today. Yep. All right. Well, we we turned it on to watch uh, Boba Fett, and the Eternals thing popped up. So, have you seen that, Scott? I have seen Eternals. Did I actually see- saw that in the IMAX. Oh, uh, okay. Is it? What did you think of it? I don't remember. Um, I overall liked it, but I think my expectations were extremely low um, gotcha. on it. So I, uh, I don't know. Uh, go in with low expectations, and you might think it's okay. I honestly think you and Drew will probably hate it. Um, but overall, I I don't know. It, it's got humor. It it tries to tell a full story. Um, it 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 struggles a little bit, I think, with some pacing because it's trying to you know do these flashbacks, you know, a little bit and things. And because of that, I mean, there's like ten Eternals, I think, or something like that. So there's a lot of characters to try to to give some backstories and characterization on. So some are better fleshed out than others. I think overall, though, it's a beautiful movie. I mean, the going from place to place and the scenery and everything is beautiful. I I personally think the actors do a good job with what they're given. Um, and overall, I felt like the story itself is, you know, fairly, I don't know if I want to say unique, but it's just not the same old, oh, the good guy's after the bad guy again, you know, type thing. So... I, I I thought it was it was pretty good for that. Not trying to be the standard just good versus evil type of stuff too. Uh, the ending gets a little wacky in its own way, and much like these damn Marvel movies, too damn special effects heavy. But uh, but I don't know. Like I said, go in with low expectations. I don't want to talk it up, but I watched it and I found it to be a an enjoyable popcorn flick. Have you seen Eternals, Drew? No, it just hit uh, Disney Plus today, I think. Yeah, yeah, it just hit today. And it's a fairly long movie. It's like two and a half hours long. Movie. It's one of those ones that if they could have got the, you know, I mean, it's got some pretty big name actors, you know, with Angelina Jolie and Selma Hayek, you know, and stuff. So I know that's why they had to make it a movie. But unfortunately, due to what the you know, this type of thing is, you know, with these people that have been on the earth for 7,000 years, they would have been better served if they could have made a Disney plus series out of it that they could have, you know, kind of spent like a, an episode in a time, you know, type of thing or whatever, you know, and built up maybe some of those characters and things leading to, to a point, you know, later, but, um, 
you know, and tried to push it out there a little bit where maybe they could have told a, a bit better story, maybe with better, at least building up the characters, maybe a little bit better and say four hours or four to six hours instead of the two and a half hours they had. What was the, what was that series? Oh, the Inhumans. I'm trying to think of it. I guess they did oh, that. Yeah. Inhumans, but that was before Disney Plus because I was like on ABC or something. That was on ABC, and Maybe they cast was... pretty fairly well. I mean, they at least cast the bad guy in that one very well. But oh god, that was a pretty bad. I know from what I watched. I never watched any of it. I never watched it either. I need to go back and watch it. What? I need to go back and watch it. Okay, Stevie Wonder. <laughs> hey, uh, did everybody finish Hawkeye? Did we already talk about that? I don't know. I I did finish Hawkeye. It was good. I cool. enjoyed it. Did you like them bringing Daredevil and Kingpin back? Well, yeah. But then they got rid of Daredevil. Then they got rid of Kingpin, though. How? You really think so? I really doubt it. No, he's not gone. You hear a shot go off in an alley. You have no idea what the hell happened. Yeah, I did like I do like Matt Murdock. So cool. Well, actually, I have not I... watched that Daredevil series on Netflix, so I got to put that probably on the on the watch list. I only watched the oh first season. I need to go back and I watch really the like, Especially the first season. What's what season, Drew? Do you remember? Was it the second season when they do that that fight scene, like in the hallway the stairwell? I think that was the first season. That's insane. Like, that whole shot, because that's, like, one continuous shot. Like, Yeah. You should watch, uh, you should watch Old Boy. Watch what? Old Boy. Old Boy? Yeah, I think that's what it's called. That's got a really cool fight scene in a hallway. You dig it. If you like that, you would love Old Boy. I just thought okay. that was interesting when they did that in Daredevil because that's a long fight scene and it was like all one shot. I remember watching that going, holy crap, that was like all one. I don't know. It, I bet you it was inspired it, by Old Boy. Okay. Finger guns. Did everybody, did everybody watch The Matrix? Nope, didn't watch it. Uh, yes, I did. Why didn't you watch it? Every time it was horrible. Why am I wasting my time? Everybody's wrong. Really? Is good? Well, now, okay, let me put it this way. Let me be clear. I, I, tried to, I tried to think about this. It wasn't a terrible movie. See, that's not selling it. It. it wasn't terribly acted. It wasn't, like, terribly written. It was okay. It just wasn't what I want for Matrix 4. Yeah. Like, I don't know if that makes sense. Like, it wasn't what it I does. But I don't think it was a terrible movie. Like, com they tried to, I think they really tried to differentiate it from the original three. Um, as far as, like, the way, the way it was shot, the special effects, um, things like that. Um, it was almost like... Uh, a behind the scenes inside a movie inside a movie kind of thing like it was it was kind of weird 
Um, but it, it was fine. I mean, I didn't, I didn't have a problem with it, but it wasn't the greatest movie ever. Does that make sense? It does, and that does not make me uh, want to watch having, it. Having seen it, yes, I would agree with a lot of that assessment. I mean, it's a little long. Um, That's it gets true. a little, you, you know, Lana or whatever her name is, you know, likes to, you know, they're what, uh, a bit of psychologist, a bit of philosophy, you know, that type of thing. They've always had that, even in the original trilogy. And I think get a little carried away with it, I think, even in this one, in some, you know, scenes. I think the biggest problem that I had is the fact that it does try to even hit a little bit of a nostalgic factor, you know, maybe a, uh, a little bit of a retelling, but from a different point of view of like the first Matrix in some cases. And because of that, it that first hour just seems to be very long uh, type of thing because it's kind of redoing a little bit of what you already know, but in a different way, if that makes sense. And because of that, you kind of have that feeling like, I know what's coming next. And, you know, you can go either way. Like, I'm just enjoying this kind of ride and whatever else. And kind of, I think it'd be a good movie to maybe watch Stoned. I don't know. You know, where you're just kind of going around there. But, you know, at least for me, I found myself getting a little impatient, especially in that first hour of going, okay, yeah, I see that. (laughs) A little tongue in cheek here or whatever else. But you just get to the, the point, you know, type thing. And then the last half, I thought was pretty good because it almost became like a little bit of a heist type of thing, you know? And even then though, because it seemed like they were either dragging for time or they didn't get to talk enough. Those, those scenes would go like really quick and you're like, well, hell you can kind of, you know, slow down and show us a little bit of this, maybe a bit more, but that was okay too. I don't know. I mean, some of it is because of the fact that they don't want to, the end, you know, it's like they try to pull something on you. Like, Oh, well, you might think we're going to go this way, but we're going to go this way now, you know, type thing. And was that really needed? I don't know if it was one way or another, but I did. So having said all that, it was kind of a lot of negative type things, but overall I felt like the movie, I had such low expectations here again on that movie that I found it entertaining. You know, it's, it's a beautiful movie here again. It's got good acting, you know, and things. Um, so it, it's not by far, this awful piece of crap that people would throw at it. No, but it's definitely not like the best of the matrix. And it's not like the bringing it back, you know, or whatever the heck else, you know, type things. It's just, it's, uh, you know, a a popcorn special effects flick, you know? Yeah. I don't know. It, it, yeah, it's hard to, the, the first, the first one was so good and so different groundbreaking. You know, visually and storytelling and that, and then you know the the second one and the third one were what they were. It's just hard to it's hard to go back to that. It is. It you know, really that, is. They. I mean, I I don't know. I I'm always I'm hardly ever like just don't do something just to do it. But they probably should have just left the Matrix alone where it was. I mean, they probably should not have tried to screw with it. But having said that, like Scott said, it's not a piece of crap. It's not, like, terrible. I don't know why people hated it. I don't think they hated it. I think everybody said exactly what you said. It just wasn't great. Yeah, but every but like you said, everybody, everything I've heard is it's terrible, it's horrible, it's a piece of crap. I walked out in the middle of it. No, most of it. what I heard was it just was underwhelming. Not It wasn't horrible. It just wasn't oh, yeah. great. It, 
it was definitely underwhelming. Yeah. <laughs> That's for sure. I mean, but I don't know. Mm. Hey, just a heads up. So the Zoom has like a 40-minute limit or whatever. So we'll have to stop and then restart at some point. And I believe... <laughs> I believe I only have like five or so minutes left. So if we get disconnected, don't freak out. I'm just going to restart the meeting. I'm going to freak out. Oh my out. God, I'm good. I'm going to freak out. Why can't I see your face, Don? Are you not showing your face tonight? No, I'm not. Why is that? Do you have COVID face? I have got COVID. COVID face. Did COVID disfigure you? Oh, oh my God. Look what you did now. He, 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 he looks like this. Did, he, did COVID disfigure you? being on camera how do i switch my camera well i'm not broadcasting our faces by the way uh, okay just fyi only people who can see you is scott and me i don't know how to switch that's cool you're good i was just asking i didn't know if it was a thing oh my god you do have covid face yeah it disfigured you Hey! Is one of hey. your eyes like now red? Is that what happened with COVID? Turned your eye red? Did it what? Did it turn your eye red? Are my eyes red? No. All right, cool. So should we should we talk about comics? So one thing before we talk about comics, nope. no and it kind of leads maybe to to scalped. You know, I'm reading scalped, and you know, it's all about reservation. You know, Indian reservation and things. Uh, I watched Wind River, I think. Oh, I've seen that Netflix. movie. Is that the one with Jeremy Renner? Yes, and Elizabeth Olsen. Is that the yeah, one where they like okay. they like kill that that girl's boyfriend or whatever, or try to rape her or something? Yeah, okay. yeah you're thinking the right thing. All right, uh, cool. Indian reservation thing. I'm there. It, it's it's okay. Uh, it just uh, it's pretty dark, you know, and things like that, and kind of almost gave me a a scalped feel, you know, in it. It's yeah. not by far the, the best movie either in this case, but I mean, it's, it's, uh, you know, okay for what it is. And there again, it's got good acting, you know, and things, but you can kind of, I don't know, uh, maybe see where some things are going. Maybe it takes a little longer to get to the point, I, whatever, but it wasn't like a great movie, but it definitely gave me a good scalp feel. Who's the actress in that thing? I can't remember. Uh, the actress. Yeah. Uh, Elizabeth Elston. Oh, okay. The main. She's like the FBI agent. Scarlet okay. Witch. Scarlet Witch. Wow, I forgot that. Cool. Yeah. She's one hey, of the. Scott. She's the Olsen twin that sister. That is freaking cool. Is it smooth as a baby's bottom, Don? It is. Nice. Mostly. Do you have to like adjust those, those or yourself? anything? Huh? Do you build those yourself? I did. Nice. I got about. 80 more of them to build. Those are the oh, kind of yeah. slides we use on our high-end cabinetry at my work. Unlike our planes. What? Those are the kind of slides we use on our planes. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Can you get me a discount? Or are they more no, expensive? No, they're probably more expensive. Since the aircraft ones are probably... They go on a plane. Yeah. Hmm. That's the most... Well, it's not really. I was going to say that's the most expensive part is the slides, but it's not. It's not? I would think it would be. Did you get those at Menards? No, I bought them online, actually. You can get them cheaper oh, okay. on Amazon. I can believe that. You get everything cheaper on Amazon. Yeah. 
They charge the hell out of them on, online. I mean, in store. Cool. All right, let's go. You want to go ahead okay. and pause and talk about comics. should we go ahead and pause and restart now? Sure. Yes. And we'll transition to comics. All right. I'm gonna, yep. I'm gonna end. What are you gonna do? Send us another leak? Yeah, I think so. Hey, you joined first. I'm surprised. I'm quick. I know. It's crazy. Oh, my God. You would think that Zoom would not have a 40-minute time limit. You I would mean, think most Zoom meetings last longer than 40 minutes. Well, they want you to pay for the premium. I was going to say, like, when, it, when everybody was doing, like, homeschooling, weren't they all using Zoom? Yeah, I think Zoom was letting people use it for free then. And they got everybody hooked, and then they and they started charging, maybe. I don't know. Gotcha. Where's Scott at? Did we lose him? I don't know. I mean, you jumped on, and you're not tech-savvy. I know. Pretty scary. It is kind of scary. So, like, boards for comics are, like, insane to find now. Yeah. I finally, I was talking to, um, uh, what's his face? Uh, with Wizards. Not Bam. Uh, is it Chris? Oh, yeah, Chris Davis. Yeah, Chris Davis. And uh, he messaged, it had been a couple of weeks, he messaged me, the, like, last week. He's like, hey, we got boards, we got boards, bags and boards in, finally. And I'm like, cool. I'm like, uh, yeah, I'm not going to be able to make it in for a while because I'm sick, but uh, can you set one back for me? He's like, sure. He sent me a picture. $20, dude. $20. For boards? For $20 for a, a pack of 100 boards. Wow, I'll sell you all my old crappy boards for $10. You gave them all to me already. I got Unless another stack, more. dude. Huh? I have a yeah. whole other stack. I, got like, I probably have 100 boards somewhere. I'm sitting on a gold mine. You are. All right. Well, I'll buy yours for 10 but I don't know. I was <laughs> like, that's insane. 20 then I looked online, like Amazon, like the cheapest I found 
you could get 200 with free shipping for like 34 bucks. So that's like 17 a piece. Wow. That's crazy. I'm like, it is crazy. Um, yeah. I would just start bagging them and not board them anymore. I might. I don't know. <laughs> I have to. Someone was, I saw somebody saying they were upgrading all their bags and boards to like the, the Mylar sleeves, the like stiff ones. What are those called? Yeah, the Mylar. Yeah. And acid-free, 100% yeah. acid-free boards. Yeah, just upgrade all your comics to those. I was thinking about doing that, actually. How much would that cost you, five grand? Well, well, yeah, they did everything. You should but, upgrade them to like this weird thing. It's like uh, some piece of plastic sleeve type stuff but they that's, make them i have no idea how much these things cost but i bet you that costs pretty penny why do you have an x-men why do you have an x-men annual on that because it was signed by uh uh, uh chris claremont oh but i just happened to that was what i happened to put in there at the time i don't remember even how the hell i got this but uh, i was like holy cow that's kind of cool i can't imagine how much these things cost so if you buy like a several thousand of them yeah, I think that's what when you're talking went, about, right? I actually, actually went to like the E Gerber website. Uh huh. And the they're not shit. They're pro, they're they're about probably where everything else is now, but I don't know if they've gone up. Yeah, um, that's the question, right? Yeah, because I I don't know. I was thinking about just. Uh, putting all my like start with like spider-man put all my spider-mans in there put all my x-men in there you know what i mean like just probably not everything because that would be ridiculous but all right ready player one hey guess what we got uh scuba gear oculus quest oh, 2 huh the oculus quest 2 yeah nice. yeah I don't even know what that is. Beat Saber. Beat Saber, baby. I'm chopping yeah. stuff up with lightsabers in virtual reality. That's <laughs> right. Did, did you get it or did your kid get it? Well, technically Zach got it, but I paid like 10 bucks and Julia paid 15 so we could say it's part ours. Jeez, you we got a hell of a deal. I know, we chipped in. You're pulling the old crap like Dad used to. I have been buying some games, though. So he hasn't bought any games. I've been buying like all the games, so... How much does that thing cost? Three hundred. Jesus. Yep. You guys chipped in twenty five. Julie and I together, yeah. Yeah, that's what I said. They got <laughs> see Xander bought that Oculus Quest, you know, but it was last year, so we've had it for a year. Oh, nice. And uh, and but the, at the time, you know, they were all getting bought up, but the only one we could find was the $400 version that had, like, the extra memory, memory in it. Yeah. Yeah, so I said, okay. And he was like, oh, no, I'm going to just, I'm going to wait, you know. And I was like, dude, you want this? You're talking about it. I'm going to pay the $100 for you. Merry Christmas. There you go. So uh, he got got it for $300 with some extra memory. So Nice. So It's all good. I like Beat Saber. That's what I probably play the most. Yeah, he, he like downloaded a whole ton of extra music too for that thing. Oh, cool! So I, he has like the the Mandalorian theme on there and stuff. I wow, just, oh, this is great. Cool. What do you keep saying? Meat saver. Beat. 
beat. Like beat. you like you chop up stuff with lightsabers to the beat of the music. Wow. Yep. That's that sounds stupid. It is awesome. You, you would, would love think. it. That sounds terrible. No, it's really good. Oh, it it, it is honestly really good. It is All the right. most I wasn't sold. I would watch people play it. I'm like, that looks ridiculous. And then I actually played it. It's pretty awesome. But anyway, cool. Let's talk about comics. What did everybody, Scott, you go first since you usually have the least. Since I usually have what? The least. I probably have the least. Oh, this year. I read Geiger. Oh, Geiger. Ooh. Yes. Um, by Jeff Johns and Gary Frank. And, uh, you know, this thing is, it's kind of thick, you know? I mean, it's a good, solid six-issue type of thing, Yeah. this thing, and it reads, like, crazy fast. It is, I, and I really enjoyed it, even if Don tried to spoil most of it when he did his review. <laughs> um, I thought it was really pretty dang good, kind of a... I didn't think you'd ever read it, Scott. Yeah, well, that's okay. It's got really good art, though. Kind of keeps you going. It's got so you know things are over the top, you know, in different ways, like the King of Las Vegas and whatever else. But uh, yeah, it moves at a quick pace, you know, with a kind of a a guy who's uh, basically got the power of radioactivity and just kind of kills a whole bunch of people along the way and tries to protect the innocent, I guess. Uh, but uh, yeah, I liked it. Nice. I, I love yeah. how he puts the control rods, like, in his back to, like, depower, and then he pulls them out, and he becomes, like, radioactive and starts beating the hell out of people. Yeah, so then you get all scared when he breaks one. Oh, I know. What's going to happen? Will one be enough? Oh. And, well, then he can't even get the second one, right? Like he, was, was... I know. Then he can't even get the second one, and he learns how to control it. Yes. Now, what do you think about it? looks like they're going to try and, like, do like a series for each one of those different characters through through different eras. Yep. Yeah, I did see that. I thought that could be uh, kind of interesting. Yeah, I think that could you know, be cool I mean, if done right. They talk about Junkyard Joe, who also happens to have like a little like cameo in this thing and and some other stuff. Uh, yeah, I mean, I like the fact that they're trying to build themselves a little bit of a universe world build type of thing. And especially with this one kind of leading things off, I mean, it's uh, definitely uh, not bad. Yeah, I was trying to see see if I could find that dang timeline that was in here. But, uh, yeah, I can't seem to find it now. But, yeah, they definitely, you know, I'm sure it'll be like anything. Some will be stronger than others. Are they all going to be written by uh, Jeff Johns? Yeah, I think he's the main guy on it. So I I don't know if they'll still, I don't know if they'll have, the same if Gary Frank will do all of them, or if they're gonna bring in different artists, it wasn't real clear. Oh, there it is. Ooh. Yes, the whole little timeline of different things. And, yeah, I think that could be uh, interesting. You know. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. Yep. Cool, Geiger. Anyway, Geiger, thank you. It was good. All right, should we Geiger. talk about should we talk about Spawn Don? That's why I spent most of my time reading. Because it's like 50 issues of Spawn. Me too. 
Why would anybody want to spend time reading 50 issues of Spawn? Dude, you bought these and you read them, so don't talk to me like that. <laughs> why? My question is, why would anybody not want to spend time reading 50 issues of Spawn? I, oh, I feel I, like... I feel like from a narrative... Mainly because the first 50 issues are like the same damn story over and over and over again with Al Simmons doing something and using a little bit of power and getting his ass kicked around for a while and the wham wham woe is me I can't get back with my wife and my daughter blah 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 Ugh. I feel like sort of I feel like narratively it moved very slow kind of like what Scott said I don't feel like there was much story progression through most of this I mean at about issue 25 some stuff happens and around issue 50 some stuff happens but other than that it's a lot of a lot of wheel spinning with a lot of words not really doing much progression. Did you get yeah, that I, sense? I did. I kind of feel like Tom McFarland had this concept and didn't really know what to do with it, or he just thought he would just drag it out as long as possible to sell more books. Right. <laughs> I'm not sure which um, was the motivation. The art is insane, though. Yeah, I enjoy McFarland yeah, so art. And Capullo's so so, pretty good as he starts to hit his stride towards the end. Early, yeah, the early Tony the early Tony Daniel is not great though. No, and that's the thing, like even when um when um Capula came on, like I wasn't when Capula came on, I wasn't like super crazy about it for a few issues. Like he had to get into it. And then same thing with Tony Daniel. Like when Tony Daniel first came on, like it took a little while. But I really like that, uh, like maybe the last eight or ten or eight issues where they flip-flopped, where the one issue was Tony Daniel and the next issue was Capula and then Tony Daniel and then Capula, where they did that off and on. For, I thought that was great. Like, I mostly like the, the Capullo issues a lot better than Tony Daniel from an art standpoint. Well, yeah. But I think Tony Daniel there towards the end was, was holding his own. Um Eh, maybe. maybe maybe he was given mm. a little bit more time this way if they were going back and forth. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I think maybe. I don't know. I it, think Capu- I think Capullo hit his stride a lot faster than Tony Daniel. I so I was looking at a thing on Facebook. It was a, a kayfabe whatever thread or whatever, and they were talking about how bad Spawn is. I don't. I don't think Spawn is bad it's not oh, i don't either it's not freaking watchmen like it's not the greatest thing but i've read a shit ton of comics that are way worse than spawn well here's a perfect example for you don everything i blabbed about you know on maybe how slow it moved you know type things but look look at that i remembered names of al simmons his wife you know whatever the heck else i mean it's not an awful story uh, or an idea at all it's a really cool idea it was enough to really pull me in and make me want to keep going for a while i think what ultimately got, got me off you know the book was probably the fact that i never i felt like it, that it spun its wheels too long he he you know he didn't really get to some points where he could really get some art closures or something i don't know what it just felt like it was something that was going to go on for 300 issues or whatnot, I don't know, plus. 
but it is a very interesting idea with some good memorable characters that are in there and uh, great art to back it. So yeah, I you know I don't think it's an awful story idea by any means. I think conceptually Spawn is good. I think it's a cool idea. I think Todd McFarlane's art is obviously very interesting and good, even though there may be some technical aspects that artist people don't like. But I think the fact is that he 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 made an impact. Whatever you say about his uh, his anatomy or his technical aspects, he made an impact on the industry. And so he got people excited about comic books. So give him credit for that. So I think his art is fine. I think his writing is me is mediocre i mean it's not the worst thing like you said but it's not the greatest thing either it's like a it's like a jobber at marvel you know what what they would write it's not any worse than that i mean it's not horrible it's just i think the problem is the art is so good compared to the writing and i feel like mcfarlane is one of, as an artist it's strange it's like he almost relies too much on the writing rather than the art to he does a lot of telling and not showing and yeah. a lot, and he does a lot of just uh first person like al just whining for pages you know what i mean it's like right and it's it yeah. is very repetitive uh, and it's like i'm not I sure think it's fairly telling that the those couple of issues where he got some different writers to come in maybe some of the best issues of that first you know i don't know yeah 30 30 issues you know or more yeah. so but it wasn't horrible. I mean, I, I'm i still interested to read the next 50 to kind of finish it out at least up to 100 or whatever. And who knows? After I read those, I might be like, ah, I guess I could, if he puts out another compendium with another 50, yeah, I might be tempted to try it. We'll see. Right. I mean, it's kind of weird. I mean, we were, like, we were buying that. Like, we were there. You know what I mean? Like, we were there when when McFarland showed up at Marvel. We were there when Jim Lee showed up at Marvel. We were there when Rob Liefeld showed up at Marvel. Like when when and and they were so they were so different. Like it was just I don't know, maybe that's like what people thought when Jack Kirby really exploded. You know what I mean? Like yeah. everybody says it was different. I mean Liefeld, McFarland, uh you know, all those guys, they were just so different, and they brought a dynamic, like, they brought energy, they brought, you know, it was beautiful to look at, it was different, like, when, when I first saw Liefeld on X, on uh, New Mutants, you know, it was like, holy crap, like, this is awesome, like, I love this. Well, and, and I would agree with you, and I think more of the case is the fact that I think that's, I almost think that's nothing that we had ever seen before, you know, even if it was Kirby or whatever the heck else. And we still haven't really seen since, because I think a lot of them kind of try to, to, obviously there's some copying of some certain styles, or I don't know if copying is too strong of a word, but, you know, people, you know, get into certain styles like that and whatever else. But it's, yeah, it's definitely something that was a big boost for the industry. Uh, at that time and probably still is you know I mean there's still you know the, the draws you know to some of these comics as well right 
but I mean, I wonder if a little bit, and I know part of it, probably a little bit of it is, is a little bit of nostalgia revisiting, you know, those early image days, you know, but it, it held up for me. It wasn't. And, and I will, I'll say like, kind of like Drew was saying, I mean, it's probably 80% art. I mean, it's a lot of splash pages. It's a lot of, you know, he's maybe he's not the greatest at storytelling visually. You know what I mean? So he overcompensates with the, with the words because there are a lot of words and those, those damn, if I have a, if I have a complaint that it's the damn newscasters. Yeah. Those are horrible. Newscasters. Yeah. It's like, it's the three of them saying the same thing that you yeah. just read over and over for like yeah. an entire page. And it's fun. Like, I get it. I understand what he's trying to do with it, but it's almost like, it's almost like group. It's like he hits you over the head. Like every issue, it's the same joke. You know what I mean? Yeah. A hundred issues. It's like, come on, dude. Okay. Find another way to convey it because that irritates. I, I think I got to the point where I would skim a little bit of it. I yeah. don't even know that I read the newscast stuff anymore because it just, it just irritates the it shit. Didn't, it didn't do anything for but, the story. It just built a little bit of uh, flavor, but it was overdone because we'd already had it all before. Right. Oh, but I, yeah. I would agree. But I mean, I know that I know that part of that, like you said, part of the reason that I enjoyed Spawn was the nostalgia factor. But I mean, you know, look, at, I would sit there and, and just stare at the pages and stare at the artwork with, you know, a lot of it with McFarland, a lot of it with Capula. I mean, I just love that that style, that era, you know, the yeah. the uh the hash marks, the the million lines, you know, the over rendering, whatever you want to call it. I just, I, I love that stuff. It's, you know, so visually it was, it was very cool to go back and relook at that stuff because I hadn't really looked at any of that Kapula stuff in years and years and years. I don't think I've ever reread Spawn. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and so I mean, it was. I wanted to go back and look at it to see if I remembered it the same way. And it was weird that. I wasn't jiving with it, like you said at the very beginning. I mean, it took a little while for for him to, to fall into where he was Capullo and he was hitting. Yeah. When did he take over full-time, or so to speak? Isn't after this, does Daniel jump off and Capullo takes over full-time? I would think so, but I'm not 100% sure. Um, Somewhere right there around sense. 50? Okay. Yeah. That's my guess, but I only read to 50, so I can't say for sure. Right. Yeah. But I mean, is Capula still doing it to this day, isn't he? No, 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 no. He went to 100 and quit. No. He quit after 100. Okay. Oh, really? I guess I didn't even realize that. Hell, I thought he was still. That's because Scott quit after 100, too. Side job. Now, he hooked up with Scott Snyder and came back in a big way with Batman. And then, I mean, he took over the mainstream like insane. And now he's just doing whatever the hell he wants. Death metal stuff. Uh, but he did, he had a huge run, a uh, long run on Batman with Snyder. I'll be damned. Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, and, I and, enjoyed it. And I didn't ever feel like it was hard to get through. Like, I mean, I'd pick it up and I'd read it a few a couple issues, and it wasn't, it wasn't like I was forcing myself. Like, sometimes stuff just feels, you know, like you have to force yourself to read it. It wasn't ever that. So, I mean, it was decent. I mean, it wasn't like... A chore to get through. I enjoyed it enough to pick it up and read it and get through it and not have to kind of power through, so to speak. So, yeah. But as I was thinking, I mean, 
you know how people always say the image guys aren't technically, I know you kind of already touched on this, aren't technically that good or talented. I think they inspired a whole generation of artists after them that are actually a lot better from a technical standpoint than they are. You know what I mean? Like you look at a lot yeah. of the guys today, like Ryan Stegman's kind of like a McFarlane clone, but I mean, from a technical aspect, he's probably better than McFarlane. You know what I mean? Just his. Right. I would agree with that. Yeah. But yet, if it wasn't for McFarlane, there'd probably be no Stegman. You know, same with like all the guys who came directly after. Like there were so many Jim Lee and even Coppola is a little bit of a Jim Lee clone. I mean, he was at Marvel basically told to draw like Jim Lee, you know, and then he kind of right. came into his own style. So I don't know. It's it's interesting. But yeah, it was good. Worth reading. I was afraid you were going to hate it. No, I mean, and you know, the great thing it was like, I mean, retail price of this 50 issue compendium is like 60 bucks. I mean, it's a great value. <laughs> I yeah. mean, that's a lot of comics for not a lot of money. So yeah, I do wish, I wish that I could have had the letter columns. Though. I think it would have been a fun to read, like the letter columns as I'm reading it, just to see like what he was saying and what he was right. <laughs> what people I were wanted, saying. I wanted to read the hardcover volumes because I bought the hardcover volumes. You know, yeah. I didn't want to dig out 50 single issues, but I really wanted to dig out like 50 issues just to read the F and letter columns. Yeah. Or even doesn't he write a lot of, doesn't he write a lot of columns in there? Like his own editorial columns and stuff. Yeah. But he also did one for wizard for a while too. Oh, okay. when, uh, when cartoonists cafe, when they do their wizard uh -huh. issues, there's a, he does a column at the end of it. Yeah. And it was kind of a kind of a tangent, which this podcast is tangent, but um, I was listening to one not too long ago. We don't talk about other podcasts on our podcast, Don. Well, it's about McFarlane. Okay. That but column. It's, it's about that column that he wrote, and it was basically when Marvel, um, when Marvel bought Heroes World and started their own distribution. Remember? Yeah. And McFarlane wrote in that column, um, he basically told, he, I guess it probably wasn't like that foretelling, but he was basically like, the whole industry is going to go to shit. Like, this is going to happen, this is going to happen, this is going to happen. And everything that he said happened, happened. Yeah. As far as like with the whole distribution and all that stuff. So sure. he, if you look at like, he's like the best, obviously, businessman out of all of them. Yeah, because I mean, he he's built it into an empire. Like he went with toys, he's done everything. Like like, but you know, he he is a very well. I don't know. I mean, obviously, he's not the greatest businessman because he had a lot of lawsuits and problems and stuff like that. But I mean, he's one of the most successful comic creators of all time. Well, yeah, obviously. he'd be better off if he didn't get sued of them all maybe to a point you know he he seemed to know when to take some certain risks that the other ones didn't you know uh, whether it was like you mentioned getting into the toys or other you know marketing type of endeavors that seemed to pay off for him fairly well uh but you know to your point the total businessman type of thing you know uh, he obviously got himself into trouble here and there but he's i still don't think you can deny the fact that he was willing to to take some certain risks that the other ones did Speaking of lawsuits, did you see Kirkman got sued again? Yeah, by the crab, by the colorist. 
Crabtree. Yeah. Nothing like getting sued by the colorist of Invincible. <laughs> yeah. The colorist from Invincible? He sued yeah. Kirkman because Kirkman apparently told him that he owned like 10% of any future revenue profits of any media deals or whatever. <laughs> well, that was stupid. <laughs> but yet he got the guy to sign over his rights and it was like a handshake deal. Oh yeah, I'll take care of you if you sign it over. <laughs> And then the guy signed over, and now he's mad because Invincible's just hit on, on Amazon. <laughs> yeah? Yeah, so he, he's getting sued. He's getting sued by the, the lawyer is the same guy who represented Tony Moore in The Walking Dead lawsuit. <laughs> uh, poor Kirkman. Poor Kirkman. <laughs> poor guy made all these deals when he was starting out that he would never make today, but he was just trying to get people to work on his books. <laughs> Right? Yep. Well, you and, know, I mean, part of me is like, how much, like Kirkman is probably, he's got plenty of money. The dude's sad, right? Like, but, and, and I get it, but I mean, it's like, if those, if every, if, if they made that deal, you know, and he came along and he helped him get started. I mean, fuck, honor the goddamn deal. It's 10%. I know it's a lot, but it's 10%. I mean, if you've got $10 million and you got to give somebody a million dollars, yeah, that's a lot of money, but you've got $10 million. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I don't get it. You got $9 million. Like, yeah. Like, take, take, care, take care of the deals that got you where you are. I mean, yeah, yeah. it was your idea. It was this and that. But if that was the deal that you had to make, to get the damn thing done. Yeah. Then that was the deal that you made. I mean, but part of it's got to hurt that you're giving that much to the colorless though. <laughs> it's like, dude, you colored the comic. I mean, not that colors have, aren't important. He shouldn't have made the deal. I but know. At the time, I know. I'm just saying time when he made the deal. Yeah. That was, it was, that was the deal for him. Like yeah. that's how bad he wanted to get the book done. So that's what he did. Yeah. Then don't make the deal initially. That's all I'm saying. That's all you're saying. I hear you. It's fair. So, all right, cool. What what else we got to talk about? What else did you read, Scott? Um, let's see. I read Kick-Ass. Nice. What did you think? Sorry, I'm wandering around the house at the same time I'm talking to you guys. What? Uh, That's cool. Yeah, well, somewhat. Kick-ass, yeah. So what is this, volume whatever, the, the new girl type the thing? The new girl. Kick-ass is back. Yeah. Kicking ass. Kick-ass is back. Uh, you know, I like this. I maybe don't fully appreciate the ending of this and what exactly is how she's taken over the, the drug lord's territory or whatever <laughs> or what she's really doing with it. But... Uh, yeah, overall, it's, it wasn't too bad. And I think it kind of wraps up a little too neatly, I guess, there towards the end, too, where it's trying to build up all these, you know, crazy over-the-top bad guys, you know, and whatnot. Then she kind of, I mean, I guess, spoiler alert, but I mean, it's like she practically takes them all out, I think, on like two pages or something, you know? I, I don't know. So, you know, it kind of builds up to that thing that I felt was maybe a little anti-dramatic, but... Leading all up to that, uh, it's good. It's good. It's fun. It makes these weird twists and turns there a little bit. Um, you know, basically, you know, that she's kind of the ex-military and then 
decides that she's going to try to steal to get get some money, basically steal from these assholes that are kind of ruining her community anyway, and uh, take what she needs and give the rest away. A little bit of a modern-day Robin Hood, you know, type thing going on as well. But, uh, and, and it moves at a, at, I mean, kick-ass pace, you know? It just flows right through, so, so it's really good, so... But yeah, I liked it. In fact, you know, for what it is and how it went, you know, and stuff, I'd probably say, and my memory is weak, obviously, off this, but uh, I think it's probably better than any of the other kick-ass sequels that we had. The first kick-ass I really, really liked because I felt it was so original and different and goofy. But, you know, after that first one, the other ones were like, yeah, okay, you know, or whatever else, kind of more of the same and just trying to see how they could maybe one-up, you know, things. But uh, this is probably the best so-called, you know, very good reboot, you know, type things, as good as uh, what the original was. So if I buy the next trade, you're in. Yeah, yeah, I'd give it a shot. Cool. Hey, I got a quick question, Miller-related. Um, I was looking through something, and I saw something. Did Super Crooks ever come out on Netflix? Yeah, I think it's out. I never watched it. Is it? Okay. Really? Yeah. Because it said, like, coming out November or something, yeah. but I never... Okay, I'll have to look for it then. I may have to look for it as well. Yeah, it's out. Nice. I didn't watch it, but I probably I might. I don't know, I'm still trying to watch that Too Old to Die Young. That's got to be the worst TV series I've ever watched in my whole entire life. I gave up on it, dude. I'm on episode should... eight. I'm on the finish line, dude. I'm not quitting. I should go back, but I you gotta don't go don't again. do it. I would not recommend it. I'm just a glutton for punishment. <laughs> yeah. How much stuff did you read? Did you read anything else, Drew? Uh, I read that post-Americana. That's all. the only other thing I read. Spawn really took yeah. a lot of my time. Yeah. Did you read post-Americana? Um, I'm not finished with it, but I've read some of it. I've all read, right. like, maybe the first two, three, four-ish. All right. I'll give you a real quick one. It shouldn't take too long. Um, post-Americana. This is by Steve Scrochi. I think that's how you say his name. Um... He's a great artist, and he's a pretty good writer. I'd say he's a better writer than Todd McFarlane, not to put too fine a point on it. but um, So this is, like, uh, in the future, and there was, like, a big, I don't know, was it a nuclear war or something? Something caused everything to go post-apocalyptic. And a bunch of people, like rich people, well, they, had, they built these things called the bunker. And it was, like, a bunker where they had all this great, like, technology where they could manufacture all this stuff that was supposed to get civilization back up like the government was supposed to hit this bunker and after everything blew over they would restart civilization they had these cool like printers to manufacture just about anything you need and they had this awesome like underground like uh, place to live it was just like it's like a paradise but it was a bunker underground well instead of the government getting there all these rich people like the one percent elite people showed up and they got in there well it turned out they just wanted to live and they didn't really want to save the world they just wanted to live in this bunker so this goes on for, I don't know, 80, 100 years or whatever. Well, eventually, um, there's like a rebellion within the bunker. People don't think they should be doing that. So they actually kind of become a rebellion force. They break out, and then they're trying to basically bring people from outside to kind of take the bunker back over. And so, and there's like a president in the bunker who's kind of taken over, and he's kind of warmongering thing. And it just goes cra crazy and off the rails from there, but it's really... A lot of fun. It's like Mad Max. I don't know. It's just pretty cool. 
It's like Mad Max, but with a lot of cool, like, futuristic technology and stuff, like robots and cyborgs and all sorts of cool stuff. I was looking, yeah, I've got, I've read the first four, so I still have five, six, and seven to read, but cool. uh, I kind of, I remember a lot of that. Yeah, Steve Scrooge, he's, he's a great artist. His stuff is just pretty amazing to look at. He really fills the pages with stuff, and it's pretty yeah. exciting. So. Well... We can talk about this. I read, I reread this. What is that? Brat Pack? Why would yeah, you reread Brat, Brat Pack? Yeah. Um, Did it, was it as scarring now as it was when you were a teenager? No. Uh, it was pretty scarring when I was a teenager. Well, yeah. I remember it being scarring. It's a little not, rough. I mean, it's, it's just I mean, old hat it. now. It's just whatever now. Yeah. I would like to read the rest of his stuff, though. The, the Max Immortal, like, like the the rest of it, like carry it on just well, to see. Didn't you read the one? Yeah. And you said that was not good. It's alright. Yeah. I like Brad Pack more than the one. Yeah, Max Immortals. Uh, it's not as bad as the one, but it's not as good as Brad Pack. So. Gotcha. Right. I don't know. I mean, it's it's the one of the most interesting things was well, I always like the introduction. There's an introduction by Neil Gaiman in the front of this he oh, basically yeah. explains like what he's doing because like you know this came out like right around the time when um you know they they had the phone in hotline number whether you wanted to kill robin or say oh uh, yeah like you know like that's the time frame that we're we're talking about when this came out and, i mean it is very you know i mean this has been done a hundred times now. I mean, you have like the boys. I mean, this is like the boys. It's like it's like a lot of stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? But uh, I mean, it's fine. It's it's done. It's done decent. I mean, I like Beach. Um, I like his art style. I mean, the art's cool. The story's okay. Um, I'm sure. You know, it was. Well, I mean, I read it. You know, when I probably shouldn't have been reading it but uh yeah i mean it was it was jarring it was controversial no, i don't know if it was controversial it nobody was jarring. read it yeah uh, but uh it is it is kind of cool i mean it's like you know uh his his uh take on his statement on like the way things were back to then and they haven't changed a lot now <laughs> so, like, yeah. you know the gimmicks that the comic book industry uses to to uh sell books but it's funny how it's like you know they use that gimmick but you know this which what is the name of the town like the name of the town is like slumberg or something who the hell's gonna live in a town named slumberg well if you're like, born there what if you're born there you didn't have any choice i guess not everybody's last name not everybody is as mobile as you don who names their town Slumberg? Like, like that's what I was reading. I'm like reading it. And I'm going, yeah, it's Slumberg. Like, who the hell lives in Slumberg? I don't like, know. Who names their town? Well, let's call our town Slumberg. <laughs> what the fuck? Like, it's a little we'll thin. Get everybody to, we'll get everybody to move to Slumberg. It'll be great. It's a little thin. <laughs> I don't know. It it was it it held up. It was okay. It wasn't the greatest thing ever, but but I really it still held up as far as like what he was trying to do, I like swear. what he was trying to say. 
Remember, like, it was fine. Remember, I had that Brat Pack T-shirt for the longest time. Do you remember that? Uh-uh. It had like the little curly cue, like curse word on the down the front, and then it had like on the back it said, "Live, live hard, or live fast, love hard, die with your mask on." Yeah, I wore that shirt all the time. Nobody knew what the hell it was, but I thought it was cool as shit. Right. That's awesome. Uh, all right, so I read that, and then I finally I finished up my first uh, omnibus, the Fantastic Four. I finished the first thirty issues of FF. Nice. Um, that's the that's the whole Marvel universe right there. I know. Yeah. Well, and not even like the first thirty don't even like that's not uh, you know it doesn't even kick in until you know forty nine fifty when you get Galactus and Black Panther. When do the Inhumans well, pop up? What? When do the Inhumans pop up? They haven't popped up yet. So. Uh, must be thirties or forties. Cool. Um, we're about to run out of time again, so we can restart one more time and then hit scalped. I think, unless we have other okay. stuff to talk about. I got nothing else. We might be able to get scalped in. I think we got like five minutes. We can try. If we get disconnected, we'll just we'll just roll with it. Oh, we'll just call it good. Well, no, we'll restart. Thinking? Ooh, scalp the nine. What? The nine. Scott's holding up the nine. Can you not see the nine? No, Scott's not on my screen. What? Why is Scott not on your screen? I don't know. Because I'm probably not talking. you. Oh, weird. I don't know. You should click the switch to gallery view on the left. Maybe. Maybe. Who knows? Ah, there we go. Is that, uh, is that better? Cool. The what nine. It's, no, 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 since no, we missed no, no, last no. week, I kind of forgot what this what happened in this one. Uh, oh, I love. Oh no, he he took down the ma homongs. Yeah. Yeah. He. Yeah, that's really the big thing there. Diesel. What happens to Diesel? Oh, yeah, and he takes down... Oh, this is a great... This is a great trade. I can't believe this is only the yeah. fifth one and we got five more to go. It felt like this could be, like, the second to last. Yep. Well, this is number six, right? Oh, six, so yeah. Total. Yeah, so I can't believe there's four more. It feels like th there could be one more and they could just it, wrap it all up. But I would agree. It, it feels like, I mean, this is... Things are running to a head really, really quick here. Almost is what it feels like. It I feels mean, like a penultimate. Feels like a penultimate chapter is what it felt like. Uh, it does. It does. It really. Does. I mean, stuff really happened. That's what I'm saying. Like this stuff happens. You read Spawn and like nothing happens. But like Scalped, <laughs> I mean, every freaking trade, like major things are happening. Yeah, Diesel, and then I loved. I I totally forgot. So like. Oh, Hey. That was a quick five minutes. Well, it was just a guesstimate. They don't give you like a countdown clock. Gotcha. Scott's probably still talking. 
Nah, I think he he should be here. Ew. Scott, there he is. All right. So what? What I was saying is, I totally forgot. Like I saw Red, I you know Red Crow let those guys beat the hell out of them, you know, and make an example. I totally forgot what happened after that. That was awesome. I love it. I didn't see that coming at all. Oh, him going and blowing the shit out of him. Yeah, oh, no, I didn't either. It's so cool because no, of the Hmongs. Uh, no, the uh, Red Crow going and taking out the Hmongs or whatever. Uh, the Hmongs afterwards. Yeah. yeah, that was yeah. awesome. Don't fuck with Red Crow, man. Apparently not. But then well, that begs the Red question. Crow's daughter, isn't she uh, pregnant as well? Isn't that kind of how things end up as well? Uh, yeah, I can't remember exactly. I, I knew she was pregnant. I just can't remember if they revealed it or not. Or if yeah, they, were... they reveal it here at like the very end, like in the last couple pages. Wasn't it kind of vague, yeah. though? Or no? No. No, it's not. It flat out. It says, you're pregnant. Congratulations. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Poor Carol. She's such a tragic character. <laughs> yeah. All drugged up and whatnot. I did like the fact, though, the whole thing, too, was uh, Dashiell or whatever trying to <laughs> to make sure that the Red Crow wouldn't find out that he's like, you know, the FBI agent or the narc, you know, too, because there's the one guy he's trying to smuggle out that seen Red Crow shoot somebody and yeah. shoot the Hmong, the Hmong guy or whatever, yeah. you know, and he's trying to smuggle him out and, or kill him, you know. I think, I know Dashiell was probably thinking there for a while, I should just kill you. <laughs> <laughs> he lets him go and, yeah. oh, man. It almost came back to bite him, but then Catcher, you know, takes takes him out, takes out the informant or whatever you want to say. The, the witness. Soon to be snitch. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Yeah, Red Crew, Red Crew really screwed up by shooting that guy right in front of everybody. Yeah, he, he fucked up. But, I mean, Red Crew <laughs> killed a lot of people with this whole issue, you know. Really. That's true, but he killed him just right in front of everybody. I mean, tons I of witnesses. <laughs> Like low-level people in his organization that are that could easily yes. be flipped. Yeah. Yeah. Nope. It was pretty awesome. Yeah, and I did like the way I. I was a little surprised that they took out Diesel already. I thought Diesel was going to be somebody that was going to be around for for a bit there and kind of be a, a another antagonist or whatever you know type things. But um, but yeah, I was kind of surprised that uh, he got taken out. And, uh, pretty pretty mean way i suppose yeah like dash shield i mean i know he's a tough mf'er and everything but i don't know that was pretty that was almost villainish you know what i mean oh yeah i mean oh, yeah he's i mean i know he's got a dark side but even that was a little it's like when anakin kills the younglings you know <laughs> so, I mean, <laughs> you know he's bad but i know it was that bad oh my god uh, I mean, he's still our protagonist yeah. i mean dash shield's still the good guy supposedly as Good as anybody gets in this thing, but holy yeah, moly. Yeah, I guess. As good as anybody else in this mess. I mean, not that Diesel didn't deserve it, but I thought maybe just put a bowl in his head, not shoot him everywhere but I in his head. I kind of think Red Crow anymore is the hero of this thing. <laughs> right. <laughs> At least he's got a whole reservation he's trying to protect. Exactly. That is hell. So, but yeah, and I thought this trade was great. Yep. This book holds up. This book holds up. I wish Jason Ayer would do more stuff like this and less Avengers. <laughs> He's like uh, 
He's not even like, uh, oh God, what was it? Uh, you got to do the safe movie and then you do the yeah, uh, yeah. tiger face, tiger claw, lemon face or whatever. Like the, the, uh, Ben Affleck and, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, it's just a uh, shame about Southern Bastards because that book was just as good as Scalped and it just f faded away for whatever reason. Well, yeah, I think. It may still come back. I don't know. I don't know how. I don't know how are going to handle the whole Jason Latour being canceled thing. Right. So. I think that's the problem. Oh, I'm sure um, it is. Not that that book was coming out that fast before that. Right. I mean, he could definitely. I don't know though. Did they own it together? I'm sure they do. So yeah, I don't know. That I just wish might J be a problem, obviously, because he probably that he probably doesn't want to do it with Jason Latour, but maybe yeah. he can't do it. Without him. can only with Jason Latour. I don't yeah, know. I don't know either. Yeah, it'd be... I don't know. I wish he'd do more creator-owned stuff. I really enjoy his creator-owned stuff. He's just building up that bank. I know. It's good. Good for him. It is. Oh, yeah. You gotta, but yeah, I know what you're saying. I mean, I don't want to go back and reread The Other Side, too. Oh, I, I never read that. I never read that. No? Mm -mm. Be worth checking out. Yeah. Cool. Well, I think that's all cool I got. Game. Anything else? I don't have anything. I got nothing. Else. No go backs. Cool. No. <laughs> no go backs. Are we, going, are we going two weeks from today then? Yeah, probably. Okay. That sounds good. All right. So cool. That but way we don't have to be around you. For, all through everything. Here. That way we don't have to be around you for two weeks, Don. So hopefully you're not infectious anymore. Say what? Hopefully in two weeks you won't be infectious anymore. Well, I hope not. But if we still feel, like, uncomfortable, we can always do this again. This was fine. Yeah, that's so. that's fine. I mean, obviously it's funner when it's in person, but, I mean, I honestly didn't feel like driving over there. Oh, yeah, no, anyway. that's fair. Yeah. Even if you wanted me at your house, I didn't feel like it. So. Fine. See if I care. Well, no, I'm just kidding. I'm just saying. I know. I, I, I know. <laughs> it's fine. All right, cool. Well, good... Good. Thanks for listening, everybody. Just remember, we uh, we stream live at 8 o'clock on Wednesdays on our Facebook, Evil Squid Comics Facebook page. So if you want to join in there, you sure can. And that's all I got. See you. Sweet. Bye. See you guys.